Hello, and welcome to Season 2 of the Ashley Lay Real Estate Podcast. Over the next few episodes, we will be focusing our time on tips and tricks in selling your home. Today's guest is listing specialist Heidi Christie. Heidi and Ashley discuss six big influences on your home's value. If you like what you hear, go ahead and hit that like button. It sure does help. And tap the bell to be notified of our next episode. Hi there. Um, welcome to our podcast episode for Ashley Lay Real Estate. And today we want to talk a little bit about home values and surprisingly what they have done in the last couple of years. And uh, Heidi Christie's with me today. She's our listing specialist at Ashley Lay Real Estate. And she is a killer agent if you haven't already worked with her, but I'm sure many of you have. And so you're very familiar and know um, that she's got some of the best uh, knowledge and expertise in our market right now. Um, Heidi, so we know that so many people right now are suffering from COVID fatigue, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> it is, and you know, um, as, as our team has been reaching out and talking to a lot of our past clients and a lot of the people that, you know, we just all know in our sphere, um, we're hearing them say things like, I'm just so over school at home and working from home and I don't have the space and I'm, there's no space. And, you know, I just, we kind of work in there and ask, say, you know, have, have you considered selling your home and moving? And they're like, oh, it might be too much trouble during COVID and, and that sort of thing. But I, I think what they don't realize is that our team can allow them to hit the easy button. And the biggest thing that's been interesting is they have no idea of what the value of their homes have done. Right, Heidi? Right. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, a lot of people when they bought their homes uh, didn't take into consideration uh, having to have space for working from home and little nooks to set up their kids via online learning. And so what was supposed to be a great fit for their family now that we're in this kind of unique time, it's maybe not working so well anymore. Right. right. And, you know, I imagine some people sitting at home are thinking, gosh, if I got, you know, got started right now, it would be the end of the school year before I got moved. And that's not necessarily so. I mean, if you contacted us today, your house is likely going to be on the market at the beginning of the month. Um, you'll probably, like most houses, be in multiple offers and under contract, you know, yeah. within four or five days. So you're probably closing what, second, third week in March mm -hmm. um, on yeah. home and possibly your new home. So um, for that to happen, and also, you know, everything I'm reading says that um, this work from home situation, likely a lot of the people that are now working from home may never go back because yeah. industries have found that people are just as productive at home and then they don't have to pay for the space, you know, right. for the space. Yeah. Right. Because they're not, they're not paying for the rent and air conditioning and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like this really could be kind of a new normal for a lot of folks. Um, and well, if you were talking about what values have done in the past couple of years, um, you know, when you look at at least the triad, I know these numbers could look different other places. Um, but 2019 was already a bang up year, you know, on average, the, the values appreciated between five and 6%, which was record breaking for this area. They'd never seen appreciation values that high. That was, and then 2020 specific comes, yeah, exactly. 
Then 2020 came along and doubled that appreciation. So, I mean, when you think about a home that in 2018 would have sold for a hundred thousand dollars, um, it's, it's just a completely different game now because, you know, appreciated about 5% in 2019 and then another almost 10% in 2020. And so, um, and interest rates are still just really good. So I think a lot of people are going to be in a, a different position than they maybe would think that they'd be in financially. Um, and it, it's a great time to start having those conversations to see if it makes sense for you to move up. Yeah. I mean, it's the first time in my career in 16 years that I've seen homes that someone bought two years ago, potentially at 10 to 15% higher. That is a great, um, it's just those, those people have an opportunity, even if you've been in your home only two years to make money on it and have more to basically pay for that new office. Right. 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 Exactly. Well, and, and Ashley, don't you think that maybe people uh, don't quite understand that it's the multiple offer situations that are actually what's driving those prices up? It really is. It really is. And something that, um, you know, that's interesting in our market right now that I'm seeing. Um, I read recently um, an article about a large home builder in um, the country that has stopped compensating agents. They don't see the need for it uh, in this market. In that same vein, a lot of people are putting their homes up for sale by owner. They don't see the value in using us. And what they don't understand is that power of being in the MLS and using the system like we use, where we go live on a Wednesday, um, typically right around there, maybe Tuesday or Thursday, but typically Wednesday, um, we hold your house open for, uh, all, you know, m- meaning we don't, we don't counsel you to accept that first full price offer. We are going to collect offers for you. Um, and then we are going to have an open house and drive people to your open house through a myriad of, um, advertising and social media and paid ads. Uh, and you know, have it covered up as the one we had last weekend, they were, everybody was talking about. Um, And then, you know, we'll have all of those offers to present to you. And what that does is you're not going to just get full price. You're going to potentially get five, seven, 10, I've seen 12% over. Mm -hmm. Um, And our, we're not Austin, Texas, but uh, a former colleague of mine sent me something last week where she had sold the house. How much was it Heidi over? I can't, $144,000. That's right. $144,000 over list price. Oh, my (laughs) word. (laughs) And, you know, I'm not seeing that in a triad yet, but we are seeing 20 and 30 sometimes. Yeah. And and then we have ways to work with you and and work with, uh, you know, communicate with an appraiser um, by leaving information in your home and that sort of thing to let them really see what the market is willing to bear for your house and to hopefully help with that appraisal situation or to negotiate out um, that clause so that people will, if, if your home doesn't appraise, the buyer's willing to pay the difference. When you've got 15 people vying for your home, uh, you, you can negotiate away repairs and all kinds of things. Yeah. And when you put it up by owner, you know, most people selling by owner think, oh, wow, I got full price. That's great. Well, if a total real estate percentage might be 6% and we get 10%, that's 4% they're leaving on the table. Um, plus, you know, that most of them might um, 
you know, they're thinking, okay, well, I'm not going to have to pay at all. Well, even if you, even if it's 3% that you're paying, if we get 10% over, that's a big difference. That's a lot of zeros, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's definitely a game right now where um, the person with the most um, exposure wins because inventory in most markets is under a month meaning if nothing else came on the market today, it would take less than a month for what's on the market to sell. So that's a steep seller's market. And, and what's happening is because of the interest rates being so low, when a property goes on the market, all these buyers who are out looking kind of flock to it. So the more exposure you have, I mean, the buyers are out there. <laughs> it's just getting them through the door. They really are. And, you know, I, I do want to preface what I just said by if you're concerned and worried about COVID and exposure mm-hmm. um, back to your home's going to sell so quickly that you could choose to get a hotel room for four or five nights, even even the weekend. Um, and us just hold it open on Saturday and Sunday and likely um, through our advertising and exposure and open houses, you're still going to have those those multiple offers and and then you know just have your home clean before you go back in. And so we can can limit the exposure and still get you um, a great deal uh, for your property. Um, and there's a lot of other things that go into that home value that a lot of people don't think about. And I thought maybe today we could share some of those, Heidi, um, with our audience about um, some of the factors that actually affect that value because. Um, it's interesting with buyers. Um, you know, my son is a real estate agent with our team. His name's Andrew Lay. And he had a buyer this week that um, even though we educated him and, and talked to him about the market and that that um, the list price in Winston-Salem and the triad is the jumping off point. It's not. Um, you don't go under it. You That's the jumping off point. You go higher with your offer. Um, he had explained all this to that seller and the seller still insisted, you know, that he go in under in a multiple offer situation and was surprised when he didn't win. Um, so, and, and, and my point being back to what determines value, he had asked Andrew, what is the tax value on that property? And the tax value was about 38000 less than they had listed it for. Right. That is common. And that's normal. And you don't you don't use tax value as an estimate of value of the home, right? Right. I was actually teaching a class this morning and we talked about that very thing. Um, and how as a buyer, you know, if your tax value is less, that's a great thing because that means you're paying less every month in property taxes. Right, right. So, you know, another thing that a lot of buyers, we hear from our buyer specialists, the buyers will pull up, you know, through doing their due diligence and just looking at tax records and that sort of thing. Oh, well, this house sold two years ago for $150,000. I don't understand why it's listed at $190,000 now. Um, talk to us about that. You know, that's that's exactly what we were talking about at the opening of our conversation is um, the appreciation rates have been astronomical. I mean, they're record breaking. Um, and I guess the, the question is, I would want to know as a buyer, well, that's a great thing. That means that this neighborhood is growing in popularity. It's growing in its desirability. So the likelihood of this being a good investment for me as a buyer is strong because over the last two years, 
like in your example, you just gave what that's a 30, $30,000. If it sold for 150, now it's on the market for 180 or 40, if it's 190. I mean, that's a good sign for me as a buyer. That means that this area is popular. Um, and so moving forward, I'm probably going to be able to benefit from that same appreciation. That's true. That's true. And so that's just, it's probably the, you know, the second thing after tax value is like historical sales price. You can't in today's market with it being a strong seller's market, you can't um, rely on, on what the historical data tells you because that has no value on what the market will bear today. Correct. Correct. Back when that home was sold, there may have been six months of inventory on the market. There may have been a lot more competition. That seller could have been incredibly motivated to sell. You know, we don't know all of the factors for why they sold for the price that they sold then. Um, but we do have the information to share why the market is the way that it is now mm -hmm. and today. And I think that's the interesting point that that I have found and that a lot of our sales team has found is they're talking to people is that, you know, they may say, gosh, you know, I we only bought our house with Heidi two years ago and um, we bought it for 200,000 and it doesn't have an office and we so need an office. I wish we'd gotten one. Um, and in their mind, there's no way they can sell that home and not break even or do better um, and they're so surprised when they find out that they can. Oh, yeah. I had that exact situation happen. Um, I had helped somebody buy a property in Ardmore two years ago, and uh, they had put probably about $10,000 worth of, you know, just upgrades. The kitchen was kind of dated. Um, you know, they painted the cabinets and put in granite. They sold it in the fall, exactly two years later, um, and they had bought it for one fifty five, and we closed at two thirty nine. So, wow, what an appreciation! Yeah, <laughs> wow. So you take out that ten, and you take out their commission, and they still made out like bandits. They did. They were yes. delighted. So, um, I mean, that one real estate decision um, has you know forever impacted their financial future. So. Um, if you work with a good agent who can really help you look at the, the market trends over time, um, certain areas, certain neighborhoods have just continued to go up. And, uh, you know, you can be one of the people that takes advantage of that market. Yeah, it's interesting how many people ask us, uh, we want to live in Ardmore, or we want to live in Sherwood. I mean, those are neighborhoods that have that historical data of growth. And th those are some that even before we hit 5% or to 6% growth in 19, they actually were averaging 5%. So now you can see just by your example in Ardmore, that is way over. I don't know. I can't I do the math that quickly, but what percentage that was over, that's crazy growth we're seeing in some of these areas. Yes, it was wild. Well, we did price it and then they got 110% of list price because it went into multiple nice. offers. So that's nice. what drove the price up even more um, because the appreciation itself based on what we were looking at in the market data was great, but then the multiple offers drove it even higher. Uh, and then with some, you know, strategic strategies with appraisers, we, we were able to get the property to appraise and it was just a great, great day to be able to call that seller and tell them that, yeah. They were um, so, you know, some of the other things that are going to drive that value is, you know, maybe how we present the house. And I know that in our, in our, on our, in our group, um, Heidi is often giving advice to um, have your home staged. 
And uh, a lot of people um, cringe and they go, oh, it's going to cost X. I can't afford that. Um, And what they don't realize is just by that tiny investment, that may be the thing that when those photos hit the hit the web and it goes crazy, that it are going to drive people in droves, which in turn drives the multiple offers in droves, which in turn drives our ability to negotiate away all the the negative terms for them and just hit the positives and have backup offers in place. Um, so talk to us a little bit about the benefit of that, Heidi. You know, Ashley, have you found this to be the case that sometimes when it comes to when it comes to selling your home, you almost have to flip a switch and now we're looking at the home more as an investment than your home. Um, and it can be a, a difficult transition because there is an emotional aspect to living and owning a home. Um, but if we were to think like investors for a moment, if you invest $1,500 in something that gives you a return of possibly $10,000, is that investment worth it to you? Um, to make uh, hundreds of percent or hundreds of times more than what I put in, or, you know, I don't know, what is that? Five, math is not my forte. So five times, five, six, seven. I mean, yes, all day and twice on Sundays, please. I mean, right. where else can we get that? I'm sticking mine in uh, Robin Hood right now and playing the stock market and just getting excited, you know, over a 5% rise. But my goodness. Oh, you don't get a loss. <laughs> Or you open it one day and you go, oh, that stock went down. (laughs) Exactly. Um, And, you know, I can't guarantee that every time somebody stages the home that they're going to get $10,000 more out of it. But I can tell you based on experience that um, when a seller has the home in that kind of staged condition where buyers don't have to do the mental work of trying to envision and picture and go, what did I, what am I going to use with that space? You know, the average person is not an interior designer. Um, and so that, that's why new construction neighborhoods typically have a model home <laughs> so that when you sure. go into that vanilla property, that's got gray walls and, you know, brown floors or beige carpet, that you can picture that model home you were just inside. Um, It's the same concept when you sell. If you just by putting certain furniture in can make your home look more expensive, can make your home look more, you know, trendy. um, Just by doing that, you are removing that obstacle. Buyers don't have to do any work. They just go in and go, oh my gosh, I want it. So the difference between having one or two buyers go, oh, I really could, I could envision what I would want to do here and make an offer versus 10 and they all don't have to do any work and they just see it. Two offers versus 10 offers can often be the determining factor of how much over list price your property goes. And that's literally one day typically. So like our, one of our stagers, Megan Hartman can come in, bring her crew in, bring their stuff in. It's a day. And all of a sudden, wow, you look like you walked off the pages of HGTV. It's great. And it's, it's, that's, for me, that's a no brainer. I think that a lot of people are in stressful, often we're called to stressful situations, maybe where it's um, a divorce, or it's, you know, a loss of a family member, and we need to sell their home. And um, it feels like that might be hard. 
Um, but honestly, it's really not. It's and it's and nine probably probably ninety eight times out of a hundred, they're going to not only recoup their investment but make money, make a great amount of money on that, and sell their home quickly and get out of. Um, the situation potentially, if that's something they need to do, they need to get out quickly. It's going to help tremendously. Yeah. Well, I love the phrase you used earlier with calling what we do, helping sellers hit the easy button, because Mm -hmm. when they decide to work with us and we, we enter into that agreement, we are delighted to help schedule some of that stuff for them and have the stager come out and give them the estimate. Um, that's what we're here for is to help make their lives easier. So um, some of that stress can be diminished by just letting us help because um, that's what we're here to do. That's right. We had one recently that I know Amy has been working with that um, bought her home um, a couple of years ago, and it's, you know, with f- some some life happenings and things that have happened, um, she needs to sell. And her home was very crowded and very full of a lot of items. And she was overwhelmed by that. But, you know, we have names, we have people that can help for not that much to come and, and take your things and help get them donated or moved into storage or or whatever you need. Because I know a lot of people probably listen to this and they're sitting at home and, and over in the corner where they're doing school with their kids, there's books piled up to the ceiling practically and, and over where they're doing their work. It looks like a bomb blew up because we all know what my office looks like. So there are others like me and their homes might reflect that, um, but we can help. Um, we can at least walk you through how to do that. And, you know, it's, it's just like that old saying, how do you eat an elephant? It's one bite at a time. I mean, and I've said this in other podcasts, it's like when Kevin and I got ready to sell the first time, because we'd been in that house 17 years, it literally had to turn into, okay, tonight, we're going to spend one hour on this closet. And you just had to chunk it down into pieces. So you've got to get it in a manageable bite so that you can get through it. But we can help you with that. We can help give you that advice. We can help lead you through that process so that you all aren't in the same room trying to do school and work and family. Um, because wow, wouldn't it be nice to go walk out of that office and close the door at the end of the day and leave it behind you, just like you did when you went to work. Um, and a lot of people don't have that opportunity. Yeah. That's a great visual. Um, so just, just another couple things, um, like age and condition of your home, um, as, as it applies to value, um, just because your home's older, might not mean that it's not going to get a crazy price, right? Say Ardmore. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Um, it usually has more to do with the condition of the home than it does with the age of the home, because mm-hmm. I've been in homes that were 60 years old and the roof was recent and the HVAC units were recent. They'd had more insulation blown in the attic and it was energy efficient and uh, updated and it went quicker than new construction. Um, so, and then I've walked into homes that are seven, 10 years old and you can tell that they've been neglected and that those homes can struggle to sell. So it's more about condition than it is age. It sure is. It sure is. And it's interesting sometimes um, uh, in trying to, in the past, and I know you got, you and Amy have experienced this when you walk into something that is, you know, it's 60 years old, but it looks like new. Um, and so now you have to go look at 
what are other homes selling for that have had that kind of upgrade? Because literally some of them look way better than new because the, the new construction builders are only putting in builder grade. And these right. homes are like to the nines, you know, and they've got the quartz waterfall in the kitchen and that, you know, just, just beautiful upgrades. Um, so those are things that um, if you've done them and maybe you're comparing yourself to what other neighbors are selling for, um, that's not necessarily the case. We're going to take into consideration those upgrades and, and it's going to help the value of your home. Absolutely. If someone has done upgrades, it, that is one of the first questions we talk about when, but even before we get together um, is what have you done? And, you know, if you just recently moved in, what did the previous owner do? Um, because that, that will that will definitely play into the price that you can get for the home. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're, you know, the, probably one of the last things to talk about is, is location, right? So, um, you know, most of the triad, you're in a great location. So, uh, you know, the, the things that can come into play that we see sometimes is, are, do you have a neighbor that really has a mess in their yard? And let me tell you, we have resources right? We have resources where, so you're going, gosh, I'll never be able to sell because of my neighbor. What if you knocked on the door to your neighbor and said, Hey, um, can I help you? And you help me. I'm willing to pay for someone to come help you um, get some things up in the yard. Cause that would really help me with the value of my home. And okay. That cost you $500 for the team to come out there and get all their trash. It helped them. And wow, what did it just do to the value of your house? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. And other things that I, I feel people don't always think about are, um, you know, sometimes that neighbor, you know, that you're so worried about. I mean, if there's no inventory in the area and that neighborhood in general is a desirable place, um, a lot of times it doesn't mean your house won't sell. So there, there are still ways to do it. And there's you know, privacy fences, there's bushes and foliage that you can plant to help kind of, you know, make a nice little privacy barrier. There are things that you can do. Um, so there's, it's never a full stop. You, your house won't sell. <laughs> and hey, there's not many people that um, are willing to do this. But while we've been on this wild market rise, hey, do that. Sell your home every two years. Really invest in and go look, go at it from the investor uh, state of mind and and raise raise the stakes, raise the you know raise your potential uh, wealth as as you move forward in life. Um, because when we're in a market like this, there are opportunities. And don't forget, it's not the topic of our conversation today, but we are here too. Um, it's a great time to invest. Um, yeah. We have a lot of investors working with us. And I think a lot of people think that because the, um, because the prices are so high, it's not the best time to invest in properties that will, um, that they, they can use for rentals or, for, you know, for flips, maybe not so much, but definitely for rentals because the rental market right now is super tight. There's no inventory for rent, you know, homes right. for rent either. So we're seeing those companies that do that, buying those inventories up. Um, you can, as an individual, do the same thing. Go invest in one of these neighborhoods, buy $175,000 property, rent it for $1,700 a month, 
Um, especially great, great strategy. If you've just had your first child, uh, you start doing that now, that passive income is going to pay for your child's college because in 18 years, what is that house going to be worth? Um, and it, I'm positive it'll pay for their college education. Yeah, it's a, it's a great tool. Um, and it, it's, that's where you can get a professional to help you. Um, because in that game, it's less about what it costs and more about the return. So having somebody who can look at the historical trends like we've been discussing and help you make informed decisions, help minimize your risk um, and help you make, make positive financial decisions for your future. Right, right. Well, Heidi, I think we've hit on a lot of uh, the things that they can do to improve their value. If they've got more questions, all they've got to do is hit us up. Um, Heidi's, uh, you want to give your number, Heidi? Absolutely. My uh, direct number is 336-309-1157. And I am 336-816-7818. And if you would like us to help you out or just maybe just stick your little toe in the water and see what it's like out there. There's no obligation. We can come out and tell you this is what it's worth as is. This is what it's worth if you do some of the things we talked about. Um, and this is what you can expect in the market right now. And uh, we can just go through that with you. So just reach out. But um, we thank you for joining us today. And uh, we hope to see you soon. And thank you, Heidi, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's always so fun. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Six factors greatly affect the value of your home. As you can see, you can only control a few of them. If you'd like a personalized home assessment to take advantage of the seller's market, please give us a call today at 336-893-4400. Thanks for listening to the Ashley Lay Real Estate Podcast.